Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode and today we're going to talk about the pros and cons of social media for artists but before we get on to that we want to say a big thank you, a big squashy thank you actually to the people who have left us a lovely podcast review recently. So we have got uh, Painting Violet Skies. My favourite, such a fun duo that I can't get enough of, whether they're just chatting with each other about their week or interviewing an artist, they are just a breath of fresh air. Uh, We've also got um, L Choir, Le Choir. Um, Love, your gals are a bright spot in my day when I get notified of a new episode. Thank you for what you do. And Jez71. I love this podcast. Thank you both so much for creating this podcast. Great topics delivered with humour. Only regret is that I've binged them all. Looking forward to another episode being delivered soon. So it's so kind of you to take the time to write a review for us, as well as helping us. It helps other creatives to find the podcast as well. So thanks so much. And uh, I I literally can't imagine anything worse than binge listening to I Tara. <laughs> I can say things like an, an hour of you would be far, that'd be enough for me. Thanks. Charming. She's not very nice to me. You're so mean. <laughs> we, we also want to thank our Kofi supporters. Um, we've got Katie, Peter and Joe. I never know if it's Johanna or Joanna. So Joanna Brown anyway. So thank you ever so much for your support on Kofi. And that really does help us. Not only does it help us towards the cost of running Kicking the Creators, but it also means that you enjoy what we do. So thank you so much. Yep, thank you very much for that. And also thanks to people who's uh, been sharing their work with us on social media. So um, one person I have to mention, Susie Walker Toy, because she drew a mini me. Have you seen that, Tara? (laughs) Yes, she did one of me as well yesterday. Oh, I haven't seen that. I've got to have a look at that one. Yeah. (laughs) She's been doing these tiny little miniature portraits about the size of a 10p piece. And um, they're coloured pencils, aren't they? Yeah. And they're really tiny. I think she's been doing them all on one sheet. And I can't believe how much detail she gets and what a likeness she can get in such a tiny little drawing it's amazing so How yeah I got earth tag- does she get a likeness like that i don't i don't I, get I it i just don't oh. know i don't know and and um yeah i got tagged into instagram i was thinking oh what's this then and uh yeah she she'd drawn me so yes it was it was lovely you were very kind susie as well <laughs> you made me look very young <laughs> and also jewel Mulder, she's been um taking some insane shots of ice formations. I think she's from the Netherlands, but she's been capturing some of nature's most amazing ice sculptures. Have you seen those? Yeah, she did some of a bench, didn't she? It looked incredible. I mean, it did, but it's not a bench you'd want to sit on anytime soon. (laughs) She sat on it, though. She sat on it for you. You obviously missed that. I missed it. She didn't. She did. Oh, Jill, you are nuts. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> we like you. Yeah. 
oh my gosh oh they are amazing though those photographs and it's like here spring is well I say spring we had a whiff of spring a few days didn't we and now it's gone back to wind and rain but um yeah obviously over there it's a lot colder than it is here at the moment so uh, shall I tell you what's caught my eye since you haven't bothered asking (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to you always say to me Sandra you never take a breath and I just took a breath and as soon as I took my breath you're you're on at me straight away well I'm not used to it (laughs) anyway I want to say that I really like Carrie Finney's sketches they are so full of life. She's done some faces. And I was one of people sitting around a table that I really liked. It, it looked like the kind of urban sketch that I'd like to be able to do. Yeah. Mm. And then, have you seen Dorothy Sinise's quick five-minute sketches? Probably. I've seen a lot, but I can't think what she's doing. Which ones are they? They are absolutely amazing. She's been doing figures, and she did this ballerina the other day. Oh, yes, like I saw it. Amazing. Five yeah. minutes. I know. I don't know how she does it. Fantastic. No, it's brilliant. Really, really brilliant. Anyway, what's new with you? Well, um, actually not a lot. I, I've been working on this painting, this commission. So because I'm working on that, it means I have to kind of get stuck in and, and not think about too much else. Obviously, I'm still drawing my, my cartoons every um, other day or whatever for Felicity Fears. And I'm still doing little illustrations for floss and working on those, screwing them up, throwing them away, doing another <laughs> one, screwing them up, throwing them away, that kind of thing. But yeah, it's just mainly this Coke bottle painting at the moment that I'm working on. Um, but I've been watching um, that Draws Off programme. Have you been watching that? The one that I told you about? Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. yeah, it's on It's on um, in the UK. I can't remember. Is it Channel 4? I, I think it's either Channel... Is it Channel... I think it's Channel 4, yeah. Yeah, but it's been on every single day for like every single weekday uh, and we're on the second lot of contestants now. And actually, do you know what? I, I, I'm i really enjoying it. The people on it are obviously beginners, like real beginners, but I think that's what I quite like about it because obviously when you when you watch Portrait Artist of the Year and Landscape Artist of the Year, they're fantastic and you kind of look at that and you think, God, you know, where would I sit in that bunch? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's quite intimidating. But, you know, when you're watching something like that, you just think, God, they're all just having a lot of fun and they're not... Um, embarrassed because they're beginners because that is what the show is about it's about beginner people having a go at life drawing and it's been really fun it's been really I mean I'm not going to learn anything particularly from it but I've been enjoying watching it yeah I've caught up with those because I wasn't sure about that at first but I did sit and binge a load yeah the other night and there was a woman with red hair and I I really liked the first drawing that she did it was just nuts and full of energy and oh yeah really enjo- I don't know if you can remember that one yeah I yeah. can yeah yeah, because it's yeah. on every day, so it's only been a week. I think it's only been on for about eight, nine days altogether. And uh, yeah, this this week there's a whole new load of contestants. Yeah, and I've, I think it's just a bit of fun. It's just and they only get an hour, to... don't they? As well, what, what, what <coughs> no, like... half... oh yeah, an hour. An hour. And the program's yeah. actually only half an hour long as well. So they're little little bites of entertainment, which I like. Yeah. Anyway, right on to today's topic. Um, oh, you don't talk... want to know what's new with me then. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I said that on purpose. Did you? Because <laughs> last week I forgot to ask you. <laughs> I'm just not interested in you anymore, Tara. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Yes. What is new with you, Tara? 
So, well, you know, I finished Lewis Rossignol's course, don't you? Yeah, I think I told I you that. So, you yeah, that was that was really good, and I actually actually did the homework, which is amazing. Mm. Um, I've also been taking part in Portrait Artist of the Week, and if anybody doesn't know about this, I don't know if we've mentioned, we probably have mentioned it before, but basically on a Sunday, UK time, ten o'clock in the morning. If you go to the Sky TV Facebook page, they'll have an artist will be painting on Zoom, will be painting a, a celebrity. And uh, it's different people each week. And they, basically the artist chats to the celebrity and paints them. But everybody at home from all over the world can also paint them as well or draw them. So I've done a couple of those, um, which I you know, quite enjoyed. The first one I enjoyed more, I enjoyed listening to the second woman more. She had a really interesting story. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing some faces. Um, I've also been scribbling away in my sketchbook at night. I've been joined doing some abstracts. Abstract, well, so, abstract faces. What, like like um, in a different style than your usual? Because I know you were feeling in a bit of a rut, weren't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're definitely, they don't look like humans. <laughs> 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 so they're, well, they're much more pushed sort of thing. Yeah. But they're very loose and much more kind of fun and expressive I guess rather and than that's, trying is to be that is that from your it, it being inspired by the Lewis Rosignol course do you think I think a little bit but I've, mm. I have done this type of thing before in the past yeah and I think it's just that I feel like I need to break from break from reality <laughs> <laughs> not literally but you know what I mean yeah I know well I, to, I think we all need a bit of break from reality actually at the moment yeah but we're we're looking forward to that aren't we yeah Okay, so today we are talking about the pros and cons of social media for artists. And social media is one of those things that we either love or hate or consider it to be like a necessary evil if we want to be able to share our own work as well as learn from other people's. And I'm one of those who kind of, it's strange, I I both love it and hate it at the same time. I really love the interaction that I have with other artists but I hate having to sift through all of the irrelevant adverts and posts to get to the things I'm actually interested in. But there's no getting away from it, is there? You can't have one thing without the other. But let's talk about the cons first, because as always, Tara and I like to finish on a high. So Tara, what sort of things do you struggle with when it comes to social media? Well, first of all, I was just thinking back to the old days, which weren't even that long <coughs> yeah. ago, when we used to blog, and that used to be nice, didn't it? Because mm. the only thing you did was blogging, so there wasn't yeah. like like five different platforms that you wanted to be on. There was just that was it, and the people who were interested in you came to your blog, and you went to, to theirs. But now, obviously, that's really spread out. So even if you only pick one platform to be your main one. Sometimes you really feel like you're pressured to post something every day and create this abundance of art so so that you've got something to post. And I know you were feeling like you can't post regularly, weren't you? Mm. Because you sometimes don't think that, you know, you've only got silly things to post and you're not sure whether to post them. And you did actually start posting some silly things, didn't you? Yeah, because you, when, when you haven't got a painting on the go and you're waiting for a canvas or you're, you know, you're between projects, then what can you post? Yeah, and exactly. It, I was saying to you, wasn't I, I feel like I, I should post, but what do people really want to see? Um, I don't know, me unwrapping a box of art materials. Do they want to see that? And you were like, yes. 
I know. That's what I was doing. (laughs) It's strange, but there's also this thing where you've got to post something post-worthy. As in, you know, so it needs to be your best art, even though you want to post every day. And there's no possible way you can post your best art and post every day, in my opinion. Because you don't post your, you don't create your best art every day. And I was debating recently whether to post stuff I do in my sketchbooks. You know, because I really enjoy that and I can sit there at night and I'll just like let things, it's almost like an expressive thing more than a sit and and look at reference and draw like that. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Shall I post this or does this go away from the more polished things that I was doing? But in mm. the end, I decided that, you know, if I enjoy it, I'm going to post it. Yeah, absolutely. I, and, and with my paintings, I mean, you know, even when I've got one on the go, do I want to share the progress every single day? Because sometimes, especially when it's a big painting, it doesn't really look a lot different. And then you've got an entire feed of just this <laughs> painting that looks ever so slightly different on a daily basis. And it's like, well, it's getting a bit boring. And then you you, you, you kind of miss out on that ta-da moment, don't you? Where you're like, oh, I finished it. Here we go. Yeah. Here it is. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're posting a time lapse (coughs) daily, isn't it? It it is, exactly that, yeah. And Mm. I think also it's really hard not to worry about follows and likes because, Mm. like, these these social media companies, they build these things to make them totally addictive so that when you post something, and I'm totally guilty of this, especially, like, I post some of my sketches and I'm slightly worried because, you know, these are the things I'm doing in my sketchbook – and, you know, you might get a lot less likes for that. And then mm. you start thinking, oh, because I've got less, less likes, have I now messed up the algorithm? <laughs> so that next time, when, 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 it, when I put a decent, you know, not I mean a decent piece of work, but a more polished piece of work up, are less people going to see it because a lot less people like this one and I'm not going to build my following. It's that ridiculous thing that you get in your head that people didn't used to have to worry about before no I yeah I know it's crazy isn't it I want to quickly circle back to what you were saying about blogs earlier yeah obviously I think it was probably about I don't know nine maybe nine ten years ago when I first started my first art blog no maybe not yeah well actually I bet it was earlier doesn't it do you think yeah well that blog's shut down a long time ago now but I've got a different blog um but blogging like you say was the thing and I used to love it because you you could share all sorts in one post and it was almost like an online diary yeah it was and and you'd get people that follow you and then you'd follow them and then you'd always get the same people coming along and, and commenting and it was fantastic and then all of a sudden I reckon about five years ago Blogging almost went out of fashion, didn't it? And it was always like nobody bothered anymore. And people that I was following that used to post on at least twice a week might post once a month and then stopped blogging altogether. And then the comments completely dropped where nobody was commenting at all. And, and you know, and there wasn't m- many posts to comment on either. It's really strange how it all changed. And um, yeah, like you say, then it went on to, oh, everyone's suddenly wanting to be on Instagram and Facebook because I think it's the the immediacy of it, isn't it? You post and you'll get an immediate comment or a like, whereas on a blog, you'll post and then it might be 
I don't know, a couple of days before anyone realises that you've even posted something. And I think that is that that thing where people just need an instant reaction and they crave that instant reaction. And, and I think when it comes to Instagram in particular, there seems to be this obsession with the number of followers that you've got to the point where some people will actually pay for them. Now, to me, that just seems absolutely bonkers because... I think you're far better off having 100 people who are genuinely interested in what you do than having 10,000 who you've paid for half of them and the rest of them really aren't that interested, you know? Yeah, I can see why people do it, though. Why do you think people do that? Well, sometimes I think people do it so that um, it gives them this street cred type of thing, yeah? Mm. So so say um, if I go along and look at an artist and I'll see... And I love the work. So if I if I go see an artist and they've got like ten followers, and I like the work, I think oh I might follow them. But you don't think they're what's the word like a prestigious artist yet? You just think yeah. they're new and new and coming. But if I go to to an artist page who got very very similar work where they've got like a million followers or whatever, mm. I'll think oh this is this artist is real really got it happening yeah they're probably quite established mm. it, it makes them look do you know what I mean like they're yeah. much more prestigious than I don't they like are. it though I think what's I don't the, either I think, I think what's the point in this whole I don't think you I don't think it should be even a thing that you can do no <laughs> I don't think followers. I just think it's crazy but it's I can see why crazy. they do it though yeah, yeah I I yeah I get I do see what you mean but you know I mean even even if you get new followers, remember that I... Well, this is what I think, and I found. A lot of people don't actually follow, perhaps out of genuine interest, but they just want to get followers back. So you can always tell, because if you're inclined to look, what normally happens is if you don't follow them back within a couple of days, then they'll just suddenly unfollow you. Do you know what I mean? Well, sometimes I think they'll unfollow you even after you've followed them. Yeah. Just because they're more interested in collecting followers. You know, I don't think you should feel like you've got to follow everybody who follows you because if you do that, then you just literally can't see the wood for the trees. It's it's really important just to follow the people that you that you really want to see their stuff. And everyone else, you might want to follow them a bit later on or something like that. But, you know, I, I certainly haven't got loads of followers on my Instagram page at all, probably because I don't post all that much. But... Um, I think I'd rather it that way and know that those people are genuine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on that. But I was only saying that I could see why people did it, you know. Yeah, definitely, yeah. The buy. But mm. the only the only problem I think sometimes with, with whether to follow someone or not is there, there becomes a point where um, sometimes you don't know whether to follow someone because you like them. Yeah. But it may not be, you may not, I don't mean you don't like their work. But their work might not be the type of work you would necessarily follow. Yeah. But you'd you, sometimes you follow people because you like the person, because you've had conversations with them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there is a difference, I, th- I think. It's not always just because you like their work. Sometimes it's because you like them. Yeah. You agree? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I mean, let's face it, there's no way, Tara, that you would follow my Instagram page if you didn't know me because my art is not something you're... you're it's not your thing, is it? You like. I like more... what you do. 
Oh yeah, I know. I know you do, but it's not something you would generally follow if you didn't know me. I probably not... wouldn't. No, because no. I I would follow more probably expressive work. Even though yeah. I like what you paint, mm. I don't tend to follow realism type work. No, exactly. And you probably exactly. wouldn't follow me either because you probably think, what on earth? <laughs> what on earth is she doing? It's like I don't think you'd follow me. I don't know. You see, I do love I do love following people that aren't like me. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you're probably you're probably right. You're probably right because it's that's not it. Well, I'm following from. you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's because I think I, I can't learn from it in my own work, perhaps you know. Yes. But I still really enjoy that kind of thing, especially now I've got more into sketching and stuff like that. Then yeah, probably now I would more so than yeah I mean you know. I'm interested in your process when I see mm. like this is why you should post your process pictures because I am yeah. interested <laughs> how you build something up and yeah. how you go from tell you what I think you should post as well maybe you might not yeah. agree with this mm. it'd be really interesting to see your setup so when you're setting up your photograph yeah. I'd be interested mm. to see a shot of you setting up your photograph yeah I did that a couple of times when I had my <clears throat> I did it with my rum and lime painting which was quite a long time ago actually and I set it all up in my shadow box and took a photo and yeah posted that and people seem to enjoy that but did you post yeah. it I don't mean just the actual photo I mean from a distance I posted in my, your studio yeah, from a distance so you I did show how oh. I set it all up the lights and all that yeah I obviously yeah. miss miss that one sorry well, yeah but that was probably that was <laughs> way before we even met I think I was so it? That's, it was a long time ago yeah we need to do it again I do, don't I? <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that is a fascinating, because when you, before you told me how you did it, I would never know. So, mm. I, and I guess that is what social media is for, isn't it? It's for that little bit of background insight into the how. Yeah. People are interested, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> That's an idea. <laughs> but also there is... a pressure sometimes to comment on people's work isn't there a lot especially if someone comments on yours and mm. that can really take a long time and do you know what sometimes drives me it doesn't drive me nuts because I know they're being nice but sometimes you'll get someone and they'll put like a load of emojis right <laughs> and just like because they obviously like what you've done and either maybe because their English isn't good or just because you know it's a shorthand you know to yeah. say oh, I like this thumbs up mm happy face i never know how how do i respond to that an aubergine <laughs> <laughs> i'm not feeling it because that, that's rather rude <laughs> i didn't know it was rude i learned that did, on the telly the other day did you think it was for yes. making a moussaka or something <laughs> did you it just explained a lot <laughs> oh by the way people in america won't know what aubergine eggplant you mean a picture of an eggplant, eggplant. oh yes. yes that's a good point yeah <laughs> so yeah I, I mean I just tend to put like a smiley face because I don't know what to do yeah so if know anybody knows the correct etiquette for responding yeah. for a positive emoji comment sometimes I say thank you and I think oh did they actually mean I like that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, if they send a sick emoji <laughs> it probably means not yeah <laughs> yeah well do you know what I don't I don't I very rarely go on social media at the weekends. That is one thing, as in, like, Instagram. I'm like, no, I, this is the time when I need to be concentrating on my, what I'm doing. And I, I just... You have to draw a line, don't you, somewhere. And you yeah, have to, you do. You have to cut out 
something, even if it means, okay, I haven't been on the group for a couple of days. Weekends are just where I want to concentrate on my own creative time. And so I don't want to go down that rabbit hole if I can help it. But then what I'll do is on a Monday, I'll, I'll sort of scroll back and see what I've missed. I can't scroll back to all of it because obviously we've now got sort of like, I don't know, 1800 people in the group or so, or something like that so it's impossible but um yeah you do you do have to be a bit careful it's it's a balancing act isn't it you get sucked in and and it's not just because you feel like you should it's because you want to see the stuff as well you know sometimes you're looking back and you're oh, I love that I love that oh my gosh look at this and I really want to comment on that that's so lovely but you can it is like going down a rabbit hole isn't it where you before you know it an hour's gone and you yeah. actually could have got an hour of your own stuff done as well, you know. And I'll look at it as well and um, I'll see something and I think, oh, I love that. Mm. And then I, I might save it, put it on a Pinterest board for yeah. like inspiration for later. I don't mean I'm going to copy what they do, but maybe no, no, I, no. I just like the way they've done their line work or I like the mediums they've mixed or something like that. And then it's like, of course, then if you then post something to Pinterest and then you go look at your Pinterest board, then Pinterest says, would you like some more ideas? And you go, yes, please. <laughs> and then you're completely sucked in. That's the trouble, isn't it? One thing leads to another, yeah. doesn't it? You know, we were talking about you feel like you've got to post a lot. Yeah. You've also, I don't know about you, but I also feel like, and I think this is especially when you see all these wonderful Instagram photographs where people have photographed something and it's like an art in itself isn't it and you feel like oh my gosh if I post this I need to make everything seem perfect yeah whether that's your work or your surroundings even your hair you know you can spend so much time setting up the perfect photo to post on Instagram that you've lost out on the time that you could actually be spending more wisely such as actually working on your creation so so you've been too busy draping fairy lights around your coffee cup you know, instead of just doing what you do and then shooting it, if you know what I mean. I mean, the reality is nobody lives in an environment surrounded by still life arrangements. Do you know what I mean? Nobody yeah. does. And that's not to say you shouldn't be creative when you take your photos, when you've got the time to do that, because it is lovely to do that. Um, and it can actually be really good fun. Um, we all love looking at those photos, don't we? But get the important stuff done first. Mix it up with some reality too because that's what we can all re relate to. And I think sometimes you can feel a bit intimidated, can't you, when you look at people and you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, those surroundings are amazing. And I, I know there was one lady, um, she posts on Instagram and she, oh my gosh, her, it, it, her house just looks like, well... Show home. In, yeah, no, I not a show home, but right. like just really creative and quirky and beautiful. And, and it was only when I got chatting to her one day and I said, your, ha your home is absolutely, I mean, I would just be inspired in there all the time. She goes, oh, no, that's not my home. This is just the bit I work in and do my Instagram shots on. Oh, God, oh, really? Okay, so she's created this, ah. this space where she just... Um, does all these posts and and it looks like that's where she lives and it's amazing oh. very clever <laughs> but you see I'm in my art studio and sometimes I'm like right I'll I need to I need to do a progress shot and I'm like oh, okay I need to move that out the way and move this out the way <laughs> that looks a right mess I better do you know what I mean and yeah and the, the reality is it's not really nothing's perfect 
But when you're saying about her setting up that thing, it's like I, I was shooting some video a little while ago and um, it's for a top secret course that's coming out soon. <gasps> but, <laughs> but basically it's, I've got, so my office is here and so I've got these desks and my computer and then paper all over the place. And then I've got some lights, which are sort of stacked to one side. And then next to that is my bookshelf that I've put up with a little plastic plant. And next to that, a sofa. And then some dangling, um, it's like fake, what is it, ivy. Yeah. So if you look at the rest of the room, it looks a right mess. But if I, if I shoot just that piece with me sitting on the sofa, the edge of the bookshelf with some art books and the ivy, and then I've got some fairy lights, it looks great. Yeah. I think but that's if you shot much wide, does, <laughs> yeah. shoot yeah. wide, it doesn't look so great. No, I saw no. a photographer actually, and um, she was doing something on how to make your surroundings look good. And all she'd done was she says, "If you've only got a tiny bit of room, and it wasn't for art, but you can just sit." And she put some, you know, she could bit bits of plywood, but she'd like arrange them behind her, like in different stacks. So there was different, um, you know, so you'd have a small square, a bigger square. And if you shot in really tight down on her face, it looked really good. And it was just like a pile of old wood. How funny. Yeah, it's yeah. just being creative and imaginative, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like, you don't also see that behind the camera, you might have also just chucked a load of clothes, bits of artwork and everything is literally behind the camera. It's trip over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there's an element of fun to it, though, isn't it? When you want, are trying to make something look nice. I do. Yeah. It's, it's a, there's a creativity just to that, which I quite enjoy. But it's just being careful not to... You just can't believe everything, can you? You can't no, believe no. that that's a whole... Being creative on the, the most important stuff. Get that done first before you start being too faffy about that, you know? And also, I think, feeling really intimidated by other people's work. That's a really tricky one with Instagram, yeah. especially. Because mm. you look and you think, oh, my God. But it reminded me of a conversation that we were having the other day. about Because we were filming stuff about um, character and cartoons. And um, I was holding up the characters I'd just drawn, some little, little cartoons. And I just coloured them in with markers. And you were like, oh, my God. I feel really bad now weren't you because you yes i remember and then i said said to you show me what you've done and i looked at what you've done i thought oh my god mine looks rubbish because your watercolor looked amazing and i just used markers which just shows how two people's views of what they've done versus what another person's done is totally different yeah, and it was literally you going, oh, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. I can't believe it. They are so good. And I'm like, now I just feel embarrassed by what I've done. And yet you were, it was the other way. You were like, oh, my God, I love that. You, I don't I understand what you don't like about it. Yours are much better than mine. And it's really strange how we both much preferred the other person's work. Isn't it odd? Yeah, and I think, I think you're so much more critical of your own, aren't you? Definitely. Because you, you can see, like we said yeah. before, you can see your own mistakes. Yeah. You're but, always yeah. going to think someone else's work or lots of other people's work is far better than yours. But also other people are also going to be thinking your work is much better than theirs. It's just how it is. It is self, being self-critical. You know? Yeah, I heard, heard a podcast and it, there was a group of artists or there was a guy who'd, who'd gone into a group of artists and they were all obviously quite high up in the field or whatever they did and 
he was saying how he felt completely intimidated and it turned out all of them did by the other artists Isn't and yet they were all really high up so yeah mm. yeah so even really pro artists feel the same so. yeah Okay, so being open to criticism from other people, even if you don't ask for it. Now, this, I think, is more dangerous for people who are new to their craft because that's when your confidence isn't strong enough to deal with criticism. And actually, an unkind comment can literally stop a promising artist in their tracks, which is such a shame. Um, But there are a lot of really lovely people on social media Unfortunately, there are also some not so nice people. So if you do get a nasty comment, remember that says a lot more about that person than it does about your work. And just because they've said they don't like it or you've done something wrong, that doesn't mean to say they know what they're talking about in the least, you know. It's good to take on board any comments that could help you and it would be silly not to, but you really do have to have a thick skin sometimes when you're exposing yourself on the internet. It's it's actually really brave. Yeah, I mean, as well, if someone does give you a comment, I think it's, oh God, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because you're like, do I just delete that if it's nasty? Do I respond? And I guess it depends how they've done it, doesn't it? Yeah, there's tactful ways of putting some something, I think. Yeah. Um, I think Instagram is relatively kind in general Yeah, as I a do. platform. I think Facebook can be a little bit more scathing. Yeah sometimes but yeah. not necessarily for art although we we have had we've been very lucky in our facebook group we've had very few nasty comments i know there was the odd one way back but um yeah well, we trick, just boot them trick, off straight yeah away. we do <laughs> <laughs> so nobody in our we've been so lucky actually yeah nobody in, in our group is such a positive um it's such a positive place to be everybody's just encouraging everyone and and i think that's that is so important, especially because there are a lot of beginners on there as well as established artists. And what I've noticed is that the established ones are very, very much encouraging the ones that are new to it because everyone in there seems to remember they were there once, you know. So that's quite nice. It's always, always important to remember where you were at once upon a time when you're looking at other people's work, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I, so many times I look at people's work and I think, gosh, you've only been doing it a year. I was nowhere near that good at it when I'd been doing it a year, you know. And as much as, okay, they're, they're, I'm on a different level to them now, um, it, you know, they're going to be at that level at some stage if they, ca- they keep it up. So I, I never, ever look at someone's work and feel that it's um, not as good as mine because... It's just at a very different stage, that's all. But stay a different stage of their journey. And I think that's what people forget sometimes on social media when they're being a bit mean. And also, I think it may not necessarily be that they're going in the same direction as you. No, exactly. As well, because someone might be headed much more towards realism. Someone might be headed towards abstract. And they yeah. may not be good at one or the other, but really good. Mm. Really good at the other? That doesn't, I didn't say that really <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know what I hate as well is when you put something on social media and you think, I really like what I've done here. Really? And then you get the most underwhelming response ever. Yeah. And the complete opposite can happen. But when I was working on Lewis Rosignol's course, I found it quite bizarre. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I put a piece of work on Instagram, just on my you know personal Instagram. And... I got complete crickets 
And then I posted that same in the actual. You said, did you say crickets or critics? Crickets. Oh, crickets. crickets. Like right, nothing. Okay. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Tumbleweed. Then I, tumbleweed. And then I posted it on the actual Lewis Rosignol art, the group for his course. And I got a really good response. Hmm. But, and then I did the same with another piece and got the opposite response on opposite platforms. Which just goes to show you that a lot of it depends on the actual audience who actually happen to see it because you don't know who's going to see it on Instagram because they feed it to different people. Yeah. So it might be that you could post the same piece of art on a different day and get a different response. You just totally. don't know. It's, it's yeah. really odd. And it depends as well on the time difference between you and the, where your followers are at. Yeah. Because I often find with some of my stuff, I get more likes in the middle of the night when I'm asleep. Because <laughs> a lot of the people that follow me are in America. So it's funny. And I wake up and I'm like, oh, so and so's liked. And it's got lots of likes. And then, but I'll post it in the day and it is literally like tumbleweed for hours. And I'm like, <laughs> the next day I'll, I'll think, oh, I've had lots of response. Because well, it's weird as well, because yeah. they used to do it by time, didn't they? And now they, now they just mix it up. So you've, you might get fed something that someone's done yeah. like a day ago. She's kind of odd, really. It's quite funny because we were talking the other day, weren't we? Often when I'm on Instagram, I'm actually on our Kicking the Creatives um, account, trying to keep an eye on what's going on on there. And that's usually where I see your stuff. And of course, if I like your stuff, it's it's like you've liked your, <laughs> your own stuff. And it was funny because you were saying the other day you'd said something. What was it you said? I put some it in our like group a, and you, 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 yeah, you'd laughed yeah, on it. Yeah, it looked like you'd laughed at your own joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I always like your stuff. I just don't always click the like because it makes it look like you're liking your own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I do laugh at my own jokes anyway, so that's all right. Yeah. Someone's, <laughs> Someone's got it, won't it. they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one big thing for me about social media is feeling pigeonholed because yeah. experts tell you, and you, you find this as well, don't you? Definitely. Because experts tell you that with art and social media, you need to stick quite tightly to a style and what you create so your audience know what to expect. Now, that is great if the thing you love to create is a thing that you love to create all the time. Yeah. And in, in some ways, you do love to create the same paintings, don't you? But you also like to sketch. Yeah. And so... If you start posting your sketches, you then think, oh, I don't know whether I should be posting these because the people like my paintings won't like my sketches. And it just all becomes this weird minefield on whether you should have multiple accounts, whether you should not post some of it. It's just crazy. And I saw this post on Instagram by uh, a woman called Ronnie Walter. She go check her out. And, and to me, it totally sums up how I felt about the thing. And she says... Who struggles to show up when you have multiple looks, interests, markets, perspectives? And she put, I do, I do. And she put, of course, I do not know the answer to this question, even though the experts appear to be in agreement that you shouldn't confuse your audience. I prefer to think of it as, my, isn't she multifaceted and adorable too? <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was brilliant because basically she does, she does these big abstract paintings and then she does these black and white drawings that she makes into colouring books. And then she also puts, and it also shows my random thoughts. Um, it's all me plus Larry, my dog. I and like I just that. Thought, so yeah. basically she's just decided that 
she's just going to show she her does, life, just, her life. Mm. This is this is me, like it or lump it, basically. But of course, like it or lump it, but you might not get the same following than if you just targeted. Yeah, so I suppose some people that perhaps are interested in cartooning or sketching they're not going to follow someone who's a realism painter but then again you see I had that problem didn't I do you remember when I was um, I I was posting my realism paintings and then I thought you know I'm going to post a sketch that I did just a loose pen sketch of a man sitting on a bench and just to show people that just because I'm a realism painter doesn't mean that's the sort of thing I do in my sketchbook but it, then I thought, when I look back, I thought, God, this feed just looks all wrong. I've just got this random black and white sketch in amongst all this other stuff. And it just, I was really uncomfortable about it. And it just, it is bonkers, isn't it? But at the same time, you, you look at some people's feeds and you, you just think, God, it all flows so beautifully. I mean, can you imagine... You've got a bunch of um, progress shots of my realism painting. And then in the middle of that, you've got Felicity Foods, like <laughs> naked hoovering or something. <laughs> People would be going, what is going on? What's this about? You know, but I wish so, it could be like that. I wish I that was it. You know, I wish I it was do. like, this is me rather than yeah. it tends to be. But a that's more why I created thing. a different thing for her. I created a different Instagram account for Felicity Fizz because I thought I can't do that on my you know, I can't do that on the account I normally have because it will really confuse people. But it's, again, with sketching, I love sketching. But I couldn't put that in on the Felicity Fizz page and I couldn't put that on the page. Well, I could, but like you say, it, it's you sort of feel like you can't. It's really strange, isn't it? I guess it depends if you're going for this professional thing where you're trying to sell, doesn't it, in some ways. But yeah. it's not just that, though, is it? Because it almost feels like you're trying to find your people, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, but... Yeah. For me, for me, I think I've just come down to the conclusion now that I was I was thinking about separating mine. I was thinking about separating like a sketching characters type thing and then having more polished faces. And I just mm. thought, this is bonkers. Yeah, I could do that, but then I'm gonna I'm gonna be like you with your paintings when like I can only post once every now and again when I actually do a polished one. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's just gonna have to be this is me, like it or lump it. Yeah, I think I wish more people were like that actually because it actually makes things more fascinating to watch, I think. Yeah, it is more it's interesting. Nice to see, yeah, it's nice to see that somebody who does this also does this. Espe- especially, especially as um, Facebook and Instagram, well, they're all the same thing, like Facebook, Instagram, they already decide for you who you like. You know, if you, if you mm. like someone's work, they then decide, oh, that's all I'm going to show you. Yeah. Which is it's a bit of a shame. Well, we've had a right old whinge, haven't yeah. we, about social media <laughs> yeah. and how horrible it is. <laughs> so so now we're going to talk about the lighter side of social media because there is a really light side of social media. And, and of course, it's a great way, isn't it, of building up a network of creative friends with similar interests to you. I mean, I've met artists around the world online who I've kept in contact with and I never would have met those people without the internet. I mean, only yesterday I was having a little to and fro conversation with a lady um, I know in America and it's only through social media that we've ever met. And, we, you know, it's lovely to, to chat with her. And um, I mean, obviously there are some dodgy characters you've got to watch out for i mean like me online (laughs) so obviously that shows you have to be a bit careful (laughs) most people are quite normal (laughs) yes but no we we met online didn't we so so you know 
it just goes to show that actually there is a really good side to it because it can when you when you meet the right people it can take you in all sorts of different directions and you can form really good friendships and people that you can talk your own rubbish and they get you you know hard to find I mean, it's great. I like because you can go into different groups. So if you go onto Facebook, you, you might yeah. have an oil paintings group. You might have a pastel group. You might have like a abstract. So whereas, be, you know, you might want a bit of help with that if you're just starting out, you can go in that group and ask for advice. I mean, there was a conversation the other day about white pens in a group I, I'm in. And it's like, oh, white pens are the most annoying thing, finding a good white pen. And clearly oh, it's... They, yeah. Clearly everyone is in agreement, yes, (laughs) on how bad white pens are. But Mm. just having, I mean, where else could you talk to someone about white pens? Exactly. You couldn't. And also you can find people to collaborate with, like, for example, if you're looking for a podcast (laughs) co-host, you find someone in the group. And that we found, uh, we met in Creative Push Group, which I think is still growing. And, And also people in our Facebook group in the KITC. They start, do you know, what I like is that the people in the group started calling us KITC. Yeah, and it's funny, really, because I thought, you know, our, our um, Twitter is uh, kick creatives because we couldn't fit kick in the creatives. I was only thinking the other day we should have just gone at KITC. We should, <laughs> shouldn't we? But they basically made us into Kentucky Fried Chicken almost. <laughs> it's like, it's that sort of, that sort of thing. <laughs> But they've yeah. worked on, in the group, we've had people who've come together and I know they've now formed another group where they, they do writing in books. They, they compile books together, a poetry, and then we have people within our group, so where someone does a poem and someone does the illustration. And I'm sure there's loads of things going on that we, we don't know about that people have mm. gone off and met. I know, I know some people have met up in person. Yeah. So, so really interesting things can happen from from meeting someone in in an online group I don't know I just think it's really nice because in real life how many people Tara do you know personally who would be interested in going sketching with you for instance no 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 exactly I mean who would who wouldn't get bored senseless if you started talking to them about art (laughs) you know white white pens yeah Yeah. well exactly I mean I've tried to set up local groups to go out sketching and I've been completely unsuccessful Mm. so I mean I have been out with the odd person drawing but it's definitely so much easier to do something online and uh, although we can't go out at the moment you're the person if we went out drawing that I can sit most relaxed with and draw yeah because I know you enjoy it like I do so you know yeah and and we both know that we can draw, but we also both know that sometimes we can't. Yeah. <laughs> we have bad days and it's fine. If anyone can hear a droning sound, we're having some um, work done in our garden. And they turned up today um, unannounced. So I had no idea they were going to be um, pulling diggers up in the driveway. So if anyone can hear that, I'm really sorry. I'm going to try and edit it out if I can. But anyway, back to our subject. So there's a world of inspiration online. And I particularly love Instagram for that. Um, and Pinterest actually that's great as well but um, years ago if you think about it artists just never had so much outside inspiration did they to learn from we're so so lucky I mean you know what what would they have had in the past galleries walking galleries and that would be it wouldn't it yeah I mean I guess so pre-books even you mean yeah 
Yeah, that'd be it, yeah. wouldn't it? And, and or those, they'd have but, to know people, so they'd have to actually know them in person, so they yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah, and most artists, I think, are genuinely nice people and so generous when it comes to sharing their processes. And I think one of the best places to go if you're going through a creative block is Instagram or Pinterest, somewhere like that, because if you're stuck for ideas or you just feel uninspired, a scroll through Instagram can sometimes be all it takes to, to just get your mojo back and think, oh, yes, now I, now I want to paint, you know, it's great. Well, I was looking at someone the other day. Uh, her name's Cherry Peak. I can't actually remember. It might be now Peak Cherry. <laughs> anyway, have a look on Instagram. But she creates these faces and she says, I do these with my non-dominant hand. And I've always thought, I wonder how, you know, I know obviously she does them with a non-dominant hand, but I'd love to see how she does them. She started posting some videos. So great to watch. Yeah. Because she kind of holds a pencil at the ends like I do you know, when I'm trying to do something and uh, just how she kind of wiggles it around and she's almost purposely giving it less control as well as it being a non-dominant. It was just really interesting to watch. And she puts, she's already done like kind of watercolour marks or ink marks and then works over the top of those. So I found that quite fascinating. I remember doing some blind contours in my sketchbook of a a few faces and, and it's really weird because obviously I wasn't looking at my page I was just looking at the faces and drawing them with my right hand, not not with my non-dominant hand, but but just without looking at the page. And and I added some watercolour afterwards. And to this day, it's really weird. It's my favourite pla- page in my sketch, one of my sketchbooks. Yeah, just it and, and yet me. they are. If anyone else looked at them who had never done art and never heard of a blind contour, they'd think, "Oh my god, <laughs> a five-year-old has drawn that," you know. But I really like them. But it's I think really that's, weird, that it? is the way some artists work, other artists work. It's like, who, who's the guy that we really like who does the outdoor urban sketching? Ian uh, Fennelly. No, not Ian Fennelly. It's much more loose than that. does people and we've reviewed his book before. Oh, Felix Scheinberger. Yes, Felix Scheinberger. I think yeah. he uses a lot of blind contours in his work, doesn't he? Or starts yeah. them off like that. And I just love, it just has this sort of quirkiness about it, doesn't it? Yeah, I love it. We're not supposed yeah. to be talking about that, are we? Anyway, what else? Yeah, I love, like you say, being able to discover more people's work. And you you discover people that you would never, ever have seen, would you? you? Like, if we didn't have Instagram, if we just had books, we'd only be able to get the books that other people have decided we can see. Yeah. And I know we still have some, it is what Facebook have decided we can see, but there's much more, there's chains of following things. So it's not just what Facebook feeds you. So so I love that. And I think my taste has probably changed because of that as well. I think so. I think you start um, enjoying things that you you don't perhaps appreciate yeah. until you you start getting it, if you know what I mean. I definitely like much more naive art than I used to. Yeah, me too. It's quite weird. But you can also discover opportunities that you may not have heard of. Now, I didn't realise, but you know that programme we were talking about earlier, Draws Off? Yeah. They were actually asking back in 2020 for people to go, I would never have done it because I wouldn't get my kit off. (laughs) I I know they're not naked, but I still want to show that much flesh on TV. (laughs) But they were actually calling for people to go on a a new programme they were doing. Mm. Um, Mm. But I didn't spot that. But... Also, I mean, I discovered online life drawing, which I've been doing through Instagram. I think I saw someone else's drawings and then in her 
comments, I can't even remember who it was, she'd put, oh, I did this on a, in a live drawing class with so-and-so. So then you go and research and you think, oh, that, that's interesting. And I would never have discovered that before. Mm. Yeah. I think um, social media just gives you that ability, doesn't it, to reach a much wider audience than you otherwise would. And equally, you're, you're seeing so many more people than you otherwise would. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, can you imagine being an artist 40 years ago? How hard it must have been to get your work seen. I mean, they had to rely, didn't they, on galleries? And, yeah. and even, even then, only their foot traffic, you know. And, that, and then they had to rely on the fact they'd get into a gallery uh, these days, it's it's not even necessary to be in a gallery at all. Uh, you know, we can just create our own online galleries, whether that's just through sharing your work on social media or creating a website or online shop. And, and then, of course, social media then gives you the ability to be able to send traffic directly to your website or your blog or your online shop because you can put links on it. And because of that, of course, you're far more likely to sell your work than you would without it and far more likely to sell your work probably than if you were just in a gallery. Yeah, your latest commission, did that come via social media? It did, yeah. In fact, and nearly every commission I've ever done has come through social media or seeing my website, yeah. Well, I know yeah. you've had some through people you know as well, haven't you? But I yeah. wasn't sure about that one. That that was, yeah, through that. Yeah. yeah. I guess even, for example, um, someone you, you know, a neighbour bought one of your paintings, didn't they? Yeah. And I'm guessing they saw that on social media. Yeah. Which they is did. bizarre. So the person, who, next door. <laughs> the person who lives next door would probably never have bought that painting off of you if it wasn't for social media. Exactly, because she wouldn't have seen it. No, she's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, It is so great, social media, for getting your name out there. I mean, it's definitely helped us make more people aware of Kicking Creatives. Nobody of would course. know about Kicking Creatives if it wasn't for social media. No, and then I, I think people get to see your personality online don't they whereas they wouldn't have done otherwise so for instance your followers they'll get to know you and hopefully like you and I always think as well people who like you are more likely to buy your work as well if you're looking at it from a selling point of view but otherwise I just think it's easy to see artists I speak especially in the past as these sort of uh, mysterious type beings you know (laughs) who are unapproachable and a bit strange and it's totally totally not right at all and I think the beauty of social media is you people get to know who you really are and that you are just a normal person who you know will be painting a realism painting one minute and making a cake the next that goes tragically wrong do you know what I mean but I think that's what people like they like to see what goes on behind the scenes and that you know not everything you do is perfect yeah I always wonder obviously because with a podcast if if someone listens to us they might get an idea of our personalities but I always wonder sometimes if like say you've got to know someone through just text just text and um just seeing their social media you wonder if you'd then get on when you met yeah it's very it's very true because I think being in contact with someone behind a keyboard it can be very different when you actually meet yeah, because I'm shocking. I'm shocking on the keyboard, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you just say it's quite funny how opposite we are because you, you on a keyboard are exactly to the point. You'll say exactly what you need to say and that is it. And I'm a total waffler who will waffle on and on and on. And so it's really funny how the two of us are so different. But and yet we're not really different. We're very similar, but 
on a keyboard, you would think we were complete opposites. Yeah. Well, I think we yeah. are complete opposites. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to have an argument about it? Yeah, this? I think we are. Yeah. Okay, well, let's wait until afterwards. <laughs> I think, I don't think we're, we're our own best judges. No. I think, you know, to see our work through other people's eyes sometimes can be a bit of a confidence boost when it's lacking. A bit like what we were talking about earlier when we were sort of like comparing our stuff for this thing we did. And I, I'd i seen yours and I was thinking, oh, no, she's not going to like mine. And then you were feeling the other way. So it's, it's really, really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I love the thing I said before about being able to get advice from others on social media. Um, even if it's just so much as like the other day, uh, you know, the portrait artist of the week I was talking about earlier. Yeah. There was this face someone had done and I absolutely loved it of, of the woman this week. And she put work in progress, like hashtag work. In, I was thinking that is not work in progress. That to me, she'd only drawn one eye. And I know that sounds funny, but it looked finished because it was just like all these lovely marks. It was so mm. nice. And so I just went to her, I said, to me, I love this. It looks finished to me. How have you done it? And then she said, I've attached markers and near colours to garden canes. What? Uh, yes. So basically she's done it. So she's at a complete distance. So she has no control over the instruments whatsoever. And made all these marks and then obviously gone into it. You know, she's she then drawn one of the eyes, but just like, oh, the marks were beautiful. It was amazing. If I'd have done it, I'd have been so happy. Um, but just been able to ask her, because I would never have guessed that's how she'd done it. It just kind of looked like these really interesting marks. But now I'm thinking, I need to get some garden canes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I God. think we should do that, wait. do it on video. Yeah, I'll Start drawing with a mop or something. Yeah, it looks so good. That, that lack of control, I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. Sounds great, though. I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, really I'll send you the image she did. I'll send yeah. you a link. But, yeah, of course, it, it, is, it is great to get nice feedback on your work, isn't it? Definitely. And I think there's a lot more good things about social media than there are bad, to be honest. My favourite thing about social media is that you can have a lot of fun showing the sillier, imperfect side of yourself too. And and certainly I've had great fun in the past on our YouTube channel being deliberately stupid. Well, we both have, haven't we? Oh, <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking about it the, the other day and I think we enjoyed those videos more than anyone else did. I'm sure we did. <laughs> we, we need to make some more, but we've been working on something else behind the scenes. Have so you haven't had a chance recently? But um, we're going to sort of start doing those again, hopefully soon. But I, I do think there's a bit of... Um, I don't know if you agree with this. More so in the past, perhaps, but there can be a bit of snobbery in art, do you think? A bit like Oh, wine? yeah, definitely snobbery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and in that sometimes it can be taken, like, well, just far too seriously, I think. And I think we all need reminding sometimes that it's fine just to go for the pretty label sometimes and you don't have to pretend you know it all because the truth is none of us do. I think it's just that some people are better at bluffing than others, to be honest. So, you know, it can be really fun to share that less serious side of yourself, show that you don't take yourself too seriously and, and hopefully by doing that encourages others to do the same and be more comfortable with themselves too. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that sometimes when you see this piece of work and some people just are brilliant at writing, so they'll put the most amazing comment, you know, that goes yeah. with a thing or Instagram. But I think sometimes that that comment comes from afterwards. It doesn't come from... It's not necessarily this big conceptual thing. 
Yeah. It might be something as they've done it or when they finish, they then think about it. Mm. So it's not... That is a little bit of snobbery, I guess. And great I writing. Remember one, I remember once going, um, just quickly changing the subject a little bit, going back to the snobbery and the art, but, you know, I said it was a bit like wine. Yeah. I remember going to, like, um, a dinner party once. And, um, well, it wasn't a dinner party. It was just a... a, a a meal with friends and it, and it was lovely there was nothing snobbery about it whatsoever it was great but there was a wine connoisseur there and this is this is um I think I was probably in my mid-20s early 20s and I wasn't really into art then either at all and everyone around the table there was either an artist or a wine buff <laughs> and I was neither of those things at the time and um I remember uh taking I didn't know what anyone would like wine wise so I bought a bottle of red a bottle of white and a bottle of rosé and I don't drink wine I like I like beer but I don't drink wine I've I've never really liked wine so the only thing I had to go on really was the labels I was like well that looks like a really nice label I'll buy that one (laughs) (laughs) or something else be really plain and boring label I think oh no I'm not buying that and and it was funny because when we were around this table um Everyone, the actual wine person, who is the wine buff, said, I'd love to know why um, you picked this particular wine. And he was talking to so-and-so, whoever it was. And then that person was, oh, you know, well, apparently this grape was in a very good year. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. And he was working his way around the table talking about these wines and what people were smelling and all this. And he got to me and he said, so what made you choose these particular three wines Sandra and I said well because it was part of the three for two at Tesco's and I like the labels <laughs> I, mean, I could have bluffed my way through it yeah. but I thought there is no point no I, I don't know what this this wine smells like vinegar to me and it all looks the same that one just has a nice label I, I bet I, they killed themselves no didn't they lying about it yeah they did they thought it was really funny yeah <laughs> but I don't like that snobberiness no. in anything I really really genuinely don't like it so I don't think the snobbery snobbery belongs anywhere in life no um, and certainly not in art or wine they're one of those things you either like or you don't that's it it shouldn't be any snobbery in it at all but um and I think that's what I like about social media I think it's killed killed that off a little bit yeah it's killed some of it yeah 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 no I get people seeing things in things but not I think sometimes it can be taken a little bit too seriously can't it I've done things something once tongue-in-cheek and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was but I remember one of the faces I drew and I gave it a title, but it was it was something like because I thought this woman looked like she could be a Parisian woman, and I, and I, I put something about uh, it was ter- it was terrible. It was messing about like she lost her baguette. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? It was just I just gave it a really silly title, and then I wrote her. I love that. I wrote her. It wasn't that. It wasn't she lost her baguette, but it was something. But then I wrote something about about this cat, but like ridiculous, you know. Just, just for being <laughs> tongue in cheek, like artists do. I, I love tongue in cheek things. I love titling paintings, and I often do that in that in that same sort of way. I remember once um, years ago, I I just literally painted an apple, and I thought, what am I going to call this? So I called it not a banana. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> because, nice. Yeah, because it's obvious it's an apple. So if I I didn't want to call it still life with apple, you know, I didn't want to call it something boring. 
So I said, well, I'll just call it not a banana. Well, and it makes people think, doesn't it, as well? I think it, that is, is something that I remember hearing someone say before, how a title can actually sell a painting. Mm, yeah, definitely. Did, didn't sell I my baguette one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should anyway. we move on to the question that we had last week? Yes. Yes, and that was, right. who was or is your favourite cartoon or comic character and why? And that's because we, the previous episode was all about uh, creating cartoons. Okay, and I've got Gabriella Pop, Simon's cat, so funny, and I'm a cat lover without a cat. I've got Suze Crawford, and she says Tom and Jerry because the bully never prospered. Karen Kemp Hall, Donald Duck because he's an angry little bee, just like I was when <laughs> I was a teenager when I first declared him my favourite. Plus, he was an omen, the love of my life before I met him had do- had Donald tattooed on his bum. <laughs> I did ask her about that one because I thought, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but he did like Donald Duck yeah he did like Donald Duck no <laughs> I've got uh, Laura Mulcahy and she says Muttley because he has the best laugh and Daffy Duck because of his adorable lisp oh I love Daffy Duck's lisp Michael Beckett as a kid I loved to draw Snoopy especially the WWI flying ace on top of his doghouse for favourite cartoon character, it's the unflappable Bugs Bunny. He always manages any situation as cool as a cucumber. As an adult, my favourite comic was The Far Side by Gary Larson. He just hits all on my weird sensibilities. Uh, I see he's come out of retirement and using a drawing tablet as his medium of choice now. Woohoo! I've got Kathy Richardson and she says Katie Keene. And I don't know Katie Keene. But apparently she had wonderful clothes, lovely hair, and always came with a page of wonderful clothes to cut out for paper dolls. Oh, I remember having something like that. It was a book where you, you had all these clothes and they had little tabs and you cut around the cut lines and then you and the, you just got this paper sort of doll shape and you could put all these different outfits on her using the different bits of... I used to love that. I remember those, yeah. but I don't remember her being called Katie Keene. No, honest. it was probably their version of yeah. it, perhaps. Yeah. Nick Tay-Tay West. That's a tough question. As a kid, I absolutely loved Beetle Bailey because of his clever ways. There was also Clifford the Big Red Dog, since my fave colour is red and I like dogs. Nowadays, I'm into Simon's Cat with the simple but powerful depictions of cat culture. I've got Carrie Finney and she has Calvin and Hobbes because I like the mischief and the characters. Jewel Mulder, Pink Panther. Nice to draw. I've got Gabrielle Sawford, and she says, Snoopy, drawing him takes me back to when I first started to draw. I used to draw him as well. My sister used to love Snoopy. She still does. Hilary Milner, Captain Pugwash. That's showing my age, isn't it? I loved his character, mainly because my dad was in the Merchant Navy, and I thought that was how my dad's uniform looked. Ah, the crazy ideas of youth. Well, I was only about three at the time. And that turned out to be so rude, didn't it? Like that cartoon as well yes it did <laughs> we won't go into that we won't uh, let's not go into that no. i've got crespo arts and they say i have always liked teenage mutant ninja turtles and i guess if i had to pick one it's Raphael. i think he has a lot to do with his attitude and determination I've got Anna Atkinson Dunn. I grew up on Looney Tunes and hated them all. As a child, I hated what they assumed children would like with slapstick and depthless characters and stories. I didn't get into comic books or graphic novels until I was much older and was shown that they could be more than just Beano or a short and funny. It was Neil Gaiman's Sandman series that showed me the potential. Neil Gaiman. And I. 
Who? Neil Gaiman. Oh, sorry, Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah, see, I haven't heard of that, sorry. So it was Neil Gaiman's Sandman series that showed me the potential of the medium and I dive right in. I've got VB Wonka and they say Quasimodo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Story-wise, I relate to him being ostracised and abnormal. Also, his design is wonderful and unusual. Oh, that's really sad, though. It is, isn't it? I know. Yes. You you aren't ostracised here in KITC, right, Tara? (laughs) Yeah. I've got the hairballs. Garfield. Oh, I used to love Garfield, too. He simply made me laugh with tears down my face when I was younger. Something about his snarky attitude resonated. Or, sorry, resonated. Not resonated. (laughs) Resonated. And to this day, the cartoon of him... Uh, going from fat to even fatter after eating a whole sack of cat food has me losing control. Tara, you once had a Garfield painted on your car, didn't you? I did, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I've got Freedom 1S. It's spelled all with numbers and stuff. I'm not reading them all out. But anyway, (laughs) it's Adrian from our group. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. Anyway, she says... Snoopy, the banter between him and his little feather friend Woodstock used to have me embarrassingly laughing out loud on my train journey home from work. I would buy the Peanuts book in W.H. Smith's at London Bridge Station on payday. I would never wait till I got home to read them. So glad the journey was quite short. I've got new peasant, Earthworm Jim. I could never understand why it was on Cartoon Network early in the morning. It's profoundly unsuitable for small children. But yeah, I mean, honestly, some some of the um, cartoons, especially from back in the 70s, were clearly written for adults <laughs> who were really rude. And I think people were seemed quite obviously were very innocent and oblivious to to some of the stuff but actually yeah nowadays you can get some really rude cartoons can't you yeah i wonder if they were making them for the adults but knowing that it would just go over the kids heads possibly yeah yeah possibly okay (laughs) i've got sr wilder art and she says the far side for sure it's one of the things my dad and i have bonded over great memories sharing them with my dad i bought the books so i have all the old collection it's fun sharing them with my kids now. Okay, so we've got a brand new question for you, which is, what is the weirdest or funniest thing that's ever happened to you while creating? So what's the weirdest or funniest thing that's ever happened to you while creating? What's yours, Tara? I haven't got anything. When you read that, I thought, we're not going to get the answers to this one. I bet we do. What What have you done then? What's do. your one? One of the funniest things that happened, and, and it totally involves you, actually. Oh, God, what have I done? Years ago, when you used to have your own, you used to have your podcast, um, didn't you? And, oh, <laughs> I know what it is now, I know. <laughs> and then once a week, because um, what was it called again, your podcast? Uh, the Idea Medic, it's no longer the in existence. The Idea Medic. No, no. And, um, of course, I used to, uh, you know, sometimes I used to listen to to that because you interviewed some really, you know, quite interesting people on on that one. And But then you started doing this thing, which was really strange. And I don't know how on earth it, it worked <laughs> or how it got any listens, but obviously you said it was really popular. You used to do this thing where you'd say, um, I'm going to... Ten right, minutes silence. Yeah, I'm going to te- set a timer for 10 minutes. going to have 10 minutes silence. And in that time, you've got to create something. And so what would happen is I'd be listening away to the idea med- medics back to back because I was just painting for hours. And then a, a few episodes were there. And then suddenly I'd get this one. And I would by then I've zoned out. I'm not really listening anyway. It's just kind of background noise. 
And then <laughs> you'd say, there was one occasion where you'd obviously said, right, we're going to have 10 minutes silence. I'm going to set my timer. Anyway, and of course, then there's 10 minutes silence. And I'm still completely zoned out, totally in the zone, doing this realism painting with this tiny little brush getting some detail and all of a sudden in 10, 10 minutes went and there's this horrible alarm clock noise that goes <laughs> off and it I obviously had it on quite loud because it frightened the crap out of me and my brush went flying across the room and really made me jump it was that was really funny I'll never forget that do you know luckily, what luckily thought... oh, it didn't luckily it didn't completely ruin my painting <laughs> I thought you were going to say the thing, and it, uh, really you weren't creating, so it would have been the wrong thing, but I thought you were going to say that time when um, you were doing a podcast, you were being interviewed in a podcast, and you were wearing your onesie, <laughs> and they put the oh, video, God. and you put your video camera on my mistake. <laughs> oh God, yes. No, that's not creative though. No, no I was... <laughs> that's what I was thinking of when you were going to say Somebody it. was videoing me, but I didn't realise my camera was on, and I, as, as I... <laughs> you slumped <laughs> down. I went on screen, I just slid down off my chair and luckily I had this sort of jumper on on the floor and I kind of quickly just slid that over my onesie and <laughs> slid back up again I thought oh my god I am so embarrassed <laughs> but in my defense it was much later for us than the American that was interviewing me it's so. only about seven o'clock at night yeah but I'm always in my onesie by yeah. seven o'clock <laughs> anyway anyway yeah if you want to let us know your answers you can do so on our facebook page or in our facebook group which if you haven't joined i suggest you do we'll put the question up there and also on instagram which is kicking the creatives yeah and i do hope it gave you the kick in the creatives that you needed don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges and of course this is where you can also subscribe to the podcast so you can never miss an episode and if you are enjoying the podcast we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on itunes or whatever platform you listen to us on or even just a star rating if you don't have much time and also don't forget to check out and subscribe to our kicking the creatives youtube channel and if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us at kick in the creatives you can now support us by buying us a coffee and you can find the link to that on our website but that's it for this week and we will see you next time see ya bye bye thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed the episode and if you did perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on itunes thing as well i think is um oh actually you've forgotten something oh have i what have i forgotten yeah, get, getting sucked in and losing out on your own creating time how do you know i was going to say that <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can also get sucked in to spend too much time on social media and then you don't spend enough time on your own work have you got anything to say about that sandra <laughs> You know, these are just bullet points. I thought she's missed one out. <laughs>